Good morning, Liz. Guys and girls, Eastern Iowa, how are we doing? Another episode of Careers and Coffee. It's a great day in Cedar Rapids. Another great day, summer day, it's hot. Uh, my plants are dying in my yard, so uh, I gotta get some, we need some water, we need some rain. Uh, hopefully it comes soon, um, but you know, it's summertime. What can yeah. you expect? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, today let's just go ahead and dive right into it. Um, we're gonna, let's talk about uh, what makes an employer a great place to work. Yeah. And I, and I know I've worked at, I think I'm on my seventh or so employer since college, but Liz, I wanna know from you what you think makes an employer a great place to work. Yeah, I can't even count how many places I've <laughs> Uh, okay, so good places and bad places. I think the bad ones are easy to pick out, right? Like trust, there's no trust. Um, and there was a great, um, our leadership uh, CEO sent around a training yesterday that was great from Simon Sinek about trust and how important that is in a workplace. If you don't, if you don't trust that your employees are gonna do their jobs or vice versa, more importantly, the employees don't trust that the managers are going to um, follow through or feel like they're being watched. You know, like <laughs> if there's just no trust between leadership and um, the general workforce that look at a company, that is definitely going to be a downer place to work. And one of the examples he shared was like the same employee working two jobs. So he was working at a coffee shop and was just like the greatest employee <laughs> at the coffee shop. Was super engaging, was great at his job, and just was a joy to be around. And then he said, you know, do you like your job? And he's like, I love my job, and here's why. And then he told him about his other job that he had where he didn't love that job. And it was like he felt like the managers were always watching him to make sure, always trying to catch him doing something wrong and just was not a positive work environment. So trust, um, and that's difficult in a job interview, I think, to figure out. What do you, how do you think you would know that you could trust an employer when you're interviewing with them? Yeah, I mean, for me, um, that, that's a really good question. I, I think I go back to, and it was probably much easier to kind of get to know somebody and get to see their body language before all this, you know, zoom and everything, when you could go in and you could see the physical work location, um, you know, maybe meet some other people that were in the office as well. Um, but yeah, I think, I think for me, it just comes back to, um, do you, could you see yourself getting along with those people? Like are, are those your people? And do you feel some sort of like energy um, when you go to that location or when you're talking with, uh, those, you know, somebody who's interviewing you, your, your, you know, future boss, potentially, um, are you inspired? Can you see yourself maybe moving into their role someday? Um, do you, do you like what that company does? Um, so I think, yeah, some of it, uh, comes back to your own goal setting too, right? Um, and we do have some resources for, you know, finding your skill set, which I know you want to touch on, um, but I think kind of having a good idea of what you want beforehand is huge in determining like if you're going to enjoy that workplace and if that employer is going to be a good fit for you. 
Yeah. Um, like, I think maybe one of those pointed questions you could ask during the interview, like when they say, you know, do you have any more questions <laughs> at the end? A good question maybe to ask is like, um, what's the expectation um, for employees work? You know, how do you know, how do you hold employees accountable? And a question like that could kind of illustrate their management style or like the company management style of how they monitor work. Um, that might be helpful in understanding just like the process of, you know, how do you know, how will I know I'm doing a good job and how will you know that I'm doing a good job? Because those are going to be questions you have that first day when you walk in and you're like, ha, huh, new job. What, what is expected of me? And those are kind of good questions to ask in that interview, especially if it's kind of a second round interview and you feel like, okay, I feel comfortable with these people. Um, but yeah. And then obviously like stay away from the obvious. Like if they make wild claims, like you see around town right now, like these signs, like make $10,000 in two weeks, you know, like, that is not legit. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a little bit of a red flag if that's, yeah, you know, call any, this number red, and make $10,000 this week. Right. Any red flags that you get, you should pay attention to those red flags because they're there for a reason and talk it over with another person and say like, hey, what do you think about this? Um, if you don't know what the location is of the, cost of the employer, that's a big one. Sure. Um, even if you're working from home, you know, even if it's a remote position, and probably especially if it's a remote position, you need to know where's that company located and where's their corporate corporate office located. Is it legitimately a company? You can Google company locations to see, you know, is this legit? And occasionally we've gotten some posting on Corridor Careers, which we've turned down because we're like, hmm. Because mm -hmm. we check and see, like, this is not a familiar company to us, and it doesn't sound right. Anything that sounds, even anything that gives off, like, just the feeling of, like, I'm not so sure about this. We'd rather not post that job to our board because job seekers are vulnerable. I mean, they're looking for some kind of solution to their next career path step. And sometimes, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah, there's you should definitely be able to find a little bit of uh, company information, whether it's on uh, Google, um, you can see reviews on there or on Facebook. I know I've done that. Um, I think I was getting some flooring or carpeting put down in my old um, place that I lived and I hadn't really heard of this company before they were, you know, in, in our area. And so I just got on, uh, they didn't have a website. So I got on Facebook and, and looked them up on there and was like, okay, they had some reviews on there and they showed a few pictures. So I was like, okay, like, you know, um, legit company. So there's a lot of different ways to, to do research. Um, but kind of circling back, Liz, I want you, um, I know you want to touch on um, a great resource and we've mentioned it before on the podcast. Um, um, and it's uh, the ONET resource for kind of figuring out your skills and um, perhaps kind of what your tendencies are um, in the, in the workplace and what might be a good fit. Um, what do you yeah, have? So there's a couple resources. Um, we'll, we'll link to this in the show notes, but like there's, if, if you're like not really finding a job title that appeals to you, I would suggest, and I had a conversation with a job seeker last Friday where it was like, really a light bulb went off in my head of like, hey, this is hard. You know, like I understand that I don't pay attention to job titles so much. I pay more attention to categories. And the reason I do that is because um, 
there's so much finagling that happens at the HR level of like job titles will change over time, or maybe they get souped up by somebody in the manager's team that thinks, oh, well, we should call it this. And sometimes sure. the job title is changed so that it can justify a um, it can justify a different salary level or or a different um, a different work skill set as companies change over time. And so I I wouldn't pay too much attention to the job title, especially if it's funky and it doesn't really make sense to you. But pay attention to the category it's in. And there's a, a career of resource called the MC assessment, and you can take it either as a six question questionnaire that just give you kind of like a brief overview of like, here's where you might, these are the industries you might be most suited to, but you can also take the same assessment with a 60 question questionnaire, which is going to be much more in depth and much more matched to your kind of preferences and skill sets. Um, and what it spits out at the end is kind of like a list of here's some industries and maybe some job titles that you should consider. And then you can take that information and like, okay, well, I'm really good at customer service. I don't necessarily want to be on the phone every day, but I might want to use those customer service skills because I'm str they're strong. I have strong skills in customer care. And so you might think about, okay, well, how else could I use customer service? And admin and clerical jobs always use that uh, skill set as well. Um, any kind of teamwork um, is definitely going to use those kind of same communication skills. So you can kind of just kind of move around using job titles or, or I mean, categories, job categories and industries to kind of understand where you might make a good fit. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that's a super good point about, you know, finding that job industry that kind of makes sense to you. And I mean, even, um, you know, I've, uh, uh, read some books in the past that basically said, you know, especially if you're just getting started in your career, get into the industry or like with the company, if you can, even if it's at a very ground level, right. And you can work your way into the job. I mean, most people don't have their dream jobs, um, you know, fresh out of school <laughs> and sometimes not many, many years after that either. Right. But um, if you can get into an industry and, and something that you're interested in, um, and grow into, you know, uh, a role that, that you may want long-term. Um, that's really, that's really a, a good way to go about it, I think. Yeah, and um, just kind of piggyback to like what makes a good company, you know, like a great place to work. Um, obviously benefits are gonna be something that you care about, you know, what, what kind of benefits does company offer? Cause it kind of clues you into what they find is important. Um, but the structure of the company is also important. And I'm biased because I work at an ESOP, which is an employee stock ownership plan, uh, like an employee owned company. So I see the value of what an ESOP has to offer. And there are more and more companies that are transitioning to ESOP or some level of shared employee ownership because they see that value of sharing profits with um, their employees. And it's just a little bit kind of a different style of company um, and then, you know, just a regular corporate or publicly owned company. They're just going to have different priorities. Um, so ESOPs are something to look for. Generally, a company that is an ESOP will brag about it <laughs> to no end. So it's not like going to be a mystery that they're employee owned. They're going to tell you. Um, there's other companies called um, B Corp, which like New Pike 
new pioneer co-op I think is on the road to becoming a B Corp and there's some really stringent policies to become a B Corp um, has everything to do with um, you know how they treat their employees to um, sustainability and so there's some kind of like ecological ties with B Corps and things like that um, it's a very interesting type of company to work for as well um, and then sometimes it's helpful just to kind of understand but you can kind of read into a company a little bit sometimes in their job descriptions when they talk about what it's like to work at their company. Um, it'll clue you in as to whether or not it might be a good place to work. Most of the companies that I would say all the companies that uh, post a quarter careers have a leg up because they are, um, you know, they're really interested in hiring local employees and that's why they're posting to our job board. So it, I think all the employees employers that post on our board are worth looking at. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, they're, they're obviously looking to hire for a reason, right? They have more business. Um, they're good companies, right? Like that's a lot of the reasons why uh, our local businesses here um, need, need good employees is because they're good businesses themselves. So yeah. any parting words? Um, I would just say look beyond the job description. So, um, you know, if, like for instance, uh, there are some jobs on our board that might be like, uh, there was one that was like a friend's, uh, friend's ambassador, some kind of a little bit different type of job title. I'm not quite sure what that means. So be curious about some of those jobs that are a little bit different. Read them to the job description and you'll just scan through. You'll get a sense in the first paragraph. Oh, okay, this might be for me. Um, that particular job was all about um, coordinating uh, a travel group you know and so you wouldn't think ambassador and friends would be <laughs> tied you know i would title that job probably differently if it was me but um, look beyond some of those job titles because you might find a really cool job that's going to match your skill set and be really rewarding cool all right good stuff liz all right that's going to do it for us uh careers and coffee sipping on some looks like this is all out. oh no she's got to go in here. <laughs> awesome all right see you next time guys thank you bye-bye get a daily update from the gazette with our daily news podcast add it to your podcast player or your alexa friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day check it out at thegazette.com podcasts